Hello and welcome to episode two of the Inner Miami Show. I'm one part of your hosting duo, Brandon Griffin, and with me is the the running man himself, Mr. Mike Longan. How are you, man? Man, I'm tired. I uh, I just got back. We're, we're recording Monday night. Uh, I think it's Monday night. Just got back. Uh, sent, I spent a Thursday to Sunday at Disney World running every single day. Did a marathon yesterday. And yeah, rushed back here to record and, and get some content out. Uh, we got so much good feedback from our listeners last week. Uh, I'm going to say this right now, by the way. We missed it last week. For all watching YouTube, make sure you punch that like button and subscribe. Uh, I want to make sure we cover that because want to get some more subscribers there but thanks for listening to first episode and super excited to go to episode number two yeah thanks for tuning back in you know the, a lot of you a lot of you guys gave us some some great feedback a lot of likes and interactions across all social media platforms so continue that you know if you like what you're hearing um you want us to address certain questions reach out to us let us know um where we're more than happy to do that and Hopefully, as we get closer to the season, we're going to start taking this live and, and have your interactions with us. So we're definitely looking forward to that. But, um, you know, we got a lot of stuff to jump into this week. A lot of great stuff going on. Um, and, you know, some some interesting topics to talk about that, that I'm sure is going to trigger some people. So uh, first one, first topic is I know... Mike has this this deal in the done column. He's expecting the announcement to come after we drop this week's pod. I can tell, um, Mr. Julian Gressel. So what what are you hearing, Mike? What's the latest on this? I mean, you know, I think we've we've been thinking it's been done for a few weeks now. So during MLS Cup, during the pregame, they were talking about this being a done deal. It hasn't happened yet. What I'm hearing is that we're actually waiting for some other pieces to move, basically free up some space just to kind of make the numbers work. But for all intents and purposes, I still think this is a done deal. I think it's worth talking about. I would say if it's not a done deal, it's going to be a big surprise to us, and I would imagine it's going to be a surprise to the club. Uh, but let's kind of cover Gressel for those who don't know it. So right midfielder, right wing back. Uh, he's 30 years old, so he's still kind of on the right side of where we want to go, but he's getting a little he's bit. He's probably in his prime still. Yeah, yeah, he's in a good spot. Tail end, uh, he said he's there. 200, 211 MLS appearances during that time, 25 goals, 66 assists. Uh, he was on Columbus Crew, where he won his second MLS Cup. He had previously won one with Atlanta, 2018 playing for Tata, so we have that relationship there. Uh, he also played for DC and Vancouver. Uh, rookie of the year 2017, just kind of covering everything while I'm at it. Yeah, uh, go for he it. has had six call ups with the US men's national team. Um, really known as strong crossing ability. And and frankly, just kind of to, to go into where we know it's going to go, he's the guy people have been hoping Yedlin would be. You know, if we're going to have that, that person playing as a right back, right wing back, that's really good crosses, uh, you know, strong crosses. This is who we've, people have wanted Yedlin to be. We all know I'm a Yedlin. Okay, we're on episode two. I'm a Yedlin. You're a big Yedlin fan. <coughs> Talked about in the last pod how, you know, last game of the season, that was the autograph I wanted. But I'm recognizing that where Yedlin brought more culture to the room than necessarily game playing ability, culture's mm-hmm. changed on this team. I, I think that's probably a conversation for now or later, but culture's changed. And what we need right now is a really solid right wing back. And Gressel Cummings is going to be that person. And and to me, I think we do talk about this as, as it's going to happen. And then maybe in a future pod, we, we walk it all back and say, oops, we were wrong. We wasted everyone's time. 
Well, um, you know, kind of doing our research and due diligence on on, on the show this week. Um, I've transfer market, who's normally pretty good with this stuff, has has like a seventy eight percent probability of locking down. I know there's been some rumors about. Uh, I think it was the Revs making a move for him, but um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he's probably coming in, and I think the move we're probably waiting for to happen is uh Yedlin probably on the move. Um I really like Yedlin. I had a Yedlin jersey on last week. <clears throat> One of my favorite players that we brought in just brings in such a he's such a personality, a really good genuine person. And um you know, he he's been all right for us but definitely not the offensive or defensive weapon we had hoped he would be. And while Gressel, I think, leaves a little bit to be desired on the defensive side, I think he's better than Yedlin defensively and offensively. Um, he's he's probably better as well, um, better overall around. Um, the one thing, and, and we talked about it with Yedlin, just kind of jumping back to him, I, I think we were in the stadium for Messi's first game, we were talking about it. Um, the way Yedlin passes the ball on the ground, like to other people, is the closest to like like European talent that I think we had ever seen. Uh, when we saw like Busquets and Messi passing the ball, I think that was a comment that you had made, and and I agree with it. You know, he he's a great passer, but I think Gressel just offers more. Yeah, no, I think Yedlin has the had I mean, before the big three. Yedlin had the best first touch. Like he could take a ball out of the air, waist high with his with his right foot, and just bring it right to the ground, right to where he wanted to be. He, he has so much yeah. skill. I, I've always gotten frustrated at the Midland nickname. I don't think it's deserved. I think Gedlin is an above average either. right back, but Gressel's better, and I think Gressel's going to be more what we want to play with. Mm-hmm. And I also think you know to the offensive piece, we haven't talked tactics. I assume we're going to move to a three five two, a three two three two, something along those lines. Uh, you know, but yeah. the three man backfield is coming. We're gonna need less. We're gonna which allow the wing backs to play as wing backs and not as right back, which is kind of unfortunate because Yedlin was more of a wing back than a right back, and I always felt that it yeah. kind of it hurt him because he he wasn't great defensively. Mm-hmm. But when you only have four men back, they required it. So it's it's unfortunate that now this is the time he'll be leaving. But at the same time, I think your piece can like two years ago we needed a culture guy. And we talk about Yedlin, mm-hmm. he brought grounding. Uh, for those who know, like walking barefoot on the the field at the pitch after the game was something that Yedlin kind of brought to the team. That Messi's inner Miami doesn't need that, right? This isn't, it's, no. I won't say it's less about culture, but it is. Like you don't need to, there, there's, yeah. um, we're kind of walking away from a team. We're going to walk, go a little bit more to a collection of individuals that are just really good. And Yedlin's not as needed what Gressel's skill is. Yeah, and I agree with that, but um, I do think that the team is still still important. I think that there's enough players on this roster that have now carried over into next season that I think have formed bonds and stuff like that. And I mean, we we all know it's like Messi and, and friends, right? You know, he's got the connection with Bus- Busquets and, and Suarez and Alba and, you know, we talked about it a little bit too. Messi's, you know, teaching some of the kids. Boozy's teaching some of the kids. So hopefully they're forming those type of relationships and and, and where you don't need somebody who's just going to be a locker room guy anymore because maybe you have guys that are 
just professional. They know how to act. And and the younger guns, the younger kids are going to feed off of that. Yeah, um, I think, I think you know, it's, it's the way you said it. Maybe I, I phrased it wrong. You, with the collection of the right individuals, they don't have to be a brotherhood. They just need to be professionals that can play right. well together and understand each other. And I think last season, the season before, even more so the season before we made the playoffs, that was a collection. That was a team, right? They were mm-hmm. a brotherhood. They would die for each other to some extent. Like this, where we're going now, it's not as required. Is Suarez yeah. is coming in on a one-on-one deal. Messi's here for two years. These guys aren't expected to be around forever. The culture they build, I don't think is even expected to be around forever. It's They're going to work together. They're going to play together. They're going to, you know, when when there's a goal scored, they will all run to the the corner and celebrate. Mm-hmm. But they're still going to be professionals and they don't play one game. They don't play. Like, I just think it's going to be a different, if it's going to be a big difference. And that importance that Yedlin brought, which was so important. Like, again, Yedlin's one of my fair players. I say his jersey probably hangs in a different, like the place of honor of, in my, my house. He isn't needed like he was. But at the same time, he is, will always be the guy that Messi handed that armband to that they, when we won League's Cup. He'll always be yeah. the guy that brought this team together that was so important. And assuming we're right that he's on the way out, you know, I, I think we, we all owe him a debt of thanks. I don't think we won League's Cup without what he brought because he helped get us to the place that Messi got us over the edge. Yeah, and and honestly, my dream scenario is Yedlin maybe takes a pay cut and decides to stay as a backup. I don't know that it happens, but I also don't know how many people are out there looking at Yedlin and saying, that guy solves a need um, with the year that he's had. So I'd love him to stay on as a depth piece, but uh, really do want Gressel in here. Um, Gressel, somebody, as soon as the the free agent list started coming out, like I started like screaming for, like that. that's my guy. He had his best years of his career under Tata. Um, you know, he was a dual national. Uh, I think he was better when he was a German. Now that he's declared for the U S men's national team, he's not as good. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> no, he just, he's played on some bad teams recently. The DC United team that he played with was, it was not great. Um, and, and Vancouver's kind of going through a rebuild in the last two years. So we'll see. Um, you know, hopefully Mike's right. And this gets, gets taken care of this week and we're good to go. Um, but uh, if not, we'll probably be talking about them again next week, at least a little bit. I, I don't see, I mean, so we're going to get into the next thing we're going to cover is, is upcoming games and, and the first games, you know, a week out or about a week mm-hmm. and a half out. I wouldn't yeah. start expecting this to get settled before then. Uh, I do think, you know, one place I'd throw Yedlin, by the way, is a name is Portland. You know, they, him reuniting with Neville, I don't think is out of the picture. I don't know, but the, they can make the money work. But, it, you know, when you used to look on the sideline, Neville and Yedlin had a tight bond. And I've yeah. always kind of heard the rumors that Yedlin you know, wants to go back out to the West Coast. He he clearly has a strong relationship with Seattle. That also might be the reason why he wouldn't go is kind of to go to Portland. Might be taken the wrong way. But, uh, yeah, I, I do wish him the best if he goes. And I'm excited to see Russell come in when he finally signs. And Frankly, I wouldn't be. I would not be surprised at, at all if we post this pod tomorrow and, like, in the afternoon, that would happen. <laughs> like, that's just as likely to happen as not. I think at this point. Yeah, I agree. We'll see. I, I hope we get settled because, like you said, uh, jumping into our next topic, the uh, preseason schedule because we've had some changes to it. Uh, new edition announced last week after we recorded. 
Um, but for those of you guys who don't know, um, we're starting our world tour <laughs> starting uh, January 19th. We're playing the El Salvador national team in El Salvador, uh, which I'm a big fan of that game being scheduled because in my mind, that is the closest way to simulate the environments that we are going to see on the road in CONCACAF Champions Cup this year. Um, you know, everybody knows CCC, just it's a different environment, different pitches, uh, probably most of which are not up to the same standards that you see here. Um, but that makes it interesting. That's what makes it special. And so I think that's that's what I thought that that game was scheduled for. Um, because I did think it was odd to see us play like a national team. No, I think I think this is a great a great game. Before, real quick, let's just let's go through the whole list of everything before we start breaking it in. So, okay. uh, the nineteenth, we got El Salvador. The twenty second, just three days later, we're back in the United States playing in the Cotton Bowl in Texas against FC Dallas. Then a week later, we're playing two games in Saudi Arabia. I'm gonna butcher these names: Al Halal and Al Nassar. I should know how to say these. I never, don't think I ever learned. So we got the first got on the 29th, it. the second on February 1st. Then I'm guessing they're going directly from Saudi Arabia to Hong Kong to play on mm-hmm. the 4th of February. Then to Japan to play Vissel. Uh, Vissel Kobe. Vissel Kobe. And then they get a week off to come back to the United States to play Newell's Old Boys, Messi's original club. I don't know if that. Maybe I missed it, but I don't know if that one was 100% confirmed by the team yet. The Japan one? No, the Newell's. No, we bought tickets are, tickets for sale. Tickets. Oh, we, we, yeah. No, never yeah, mind. That's definitely I, happened. That's definitely I was thinking happened. of the, the other rumor that's out there that they may be adding, I think, Boca. That one's still a rumor. We heard yeah, that no, last yeah. week. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. You know, this is what happens. We have little kids. We sometimes uh, get distracted and forget what's going on. But now the old boys yeah. one's definitely happening. So before we kind of break into it, I do want to say, if you had asked me two weeks ago when we had like four games planned, I thought this was a really good tour. I totally agree on the El Salvador core like call, like let's get some CCC expectations. I think we've gone too far. I'm just going to say it, jump right into it. I think we're doing multiple games. You know, we're doing uh, without two three-day game spans so we got 119 el salvador then 122 fc dallas then we got the 129 ahalal and then uh 21 al nasar we're sitting at a moment in time where two weeks ago brand you and i were up in arms because u.s open cup had been basically shut down because of schedule congestion and here we're looking at a a schedule for a preseason that is schedule congestion and I so, just, I'm really struggling with this being the right thing for the team to do. I get, I know and, why it's called money, but I'm not sure I'm a fan. Well, there's, there's two main reasons in my mind why you would have a schedule like this for your preseason. The money aspect is number one. And when we had to cancel the two games in China, that was supposed to happen like off season games. We had to make up that revenue somewhere. And that's where we started seeing the FC Dallas game, which is being played in the Cotton Bowl, which those of you who are not familiar with is a massive stadium. It's a, I, I want to say it's like a 60,000 fan stadium. I could be wrong. 91,000 um, feet seats. 91. I was, I just Googled. Long. Yeah. You were way off. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say 80, but yeah, a massive stadium. 
And then I think, you know, I mean, that's really the latest one that's been added, but, um, you know, I think Newell's like that was probably something that was like a maybe, uh, cause I know their season either starts or is about to start when they play us. Um, so, you know, they have to make up the money one way or another. And the other reason for this congested schedule is in order to be competitive in CCC, this team needs to be at midseason form to start the season. And the only way to do that is to simulate a congested season and throw all these games in there and pray to God that nobody gets hurt. See, I don't that's think I just... it's the right thing. I don't think it's the right decision, but I think that is part of the thinking behind this decision. See, but but I think you're contradicting yourself because last last week we talked and we both agreed we are a cup team, which means mm-hmm. people like Messi and Suarez will probably not play every game. And right. when you look at this, this schedule, those guys need to play every one of those games. People are going mm-hmm. to these these fixtures to see Messi, Suarez, Busquets, Alba. No one's going there to see Drake Callender or Ben Ha or anyone else. They're going for those big four, which means this isn't simulating our schedule because our actual schedule, when we have a CCC match, the next Saturday, there's a good chance Messi comes in the 60th minute or, you know, or subs out. Like these things right. are going to happen. I don't, I agree with you that we're trying to get to mid season form very quickly. And I, I think there's a lot of truth to that, but there's, I don't think we needed to do it like this. Like, fine, we're going to go to Saudi Arabia, play these two back-to-back games. We don't need back-to-back games in El Salvador and Cotton Bowl. Like, we could have held off that FC Dallas game. That's the that's, that's the first one I yeah. really don't see. Well, and that one was sense. just announced last week. I think if you leave the FC Dallas game out of this, I'm feeling a lot better about the schedule. Because let's be honest, like, duels, that game is just going to be like... Cause that, In my opinion, that game is just going to be like a clap it out, like everybody have fun game. Yeah, I, I don't. And in most of these games, I don't expect these guys to play full games. I expect, you know, Messi probably plays a half in in some of these games and, and then subs out and they break in whoever. But, um, you know, I think that's part of it. But I, I listen like the my my only problem with this schedule is really like the quality. Um, I think that especially with the two Saudi teams, there is no way in hell we should be playing these games against them. We, the, we, they're going to blow our doors off. Like, and then we have it here. Like, um, Al Hilal has, I mean, Neymar's injured, but they've got Kula Bali. They've got Ruben Neves, um, Alexander Mitrovic. Like these guys are going to tear us up. And then, I mean, the Al Nasser game, like, forget it. Ronaldo, Mane, Laporta, um, Alex Tellez, David Ospina, like, they're going to tear us up, too. And see, see, but I'm why okay are we that. playing games like that before? But, but we're playing it because it's no. going to make great TV. Like, I'm okay with the Saudi games. I, I see the money. I see it. At some level, I'm actually okay with the FC Dallas game because, hey, we're playing in MLS and our only preseason, we have out of the seven preseason matches we're only playing one other mls team like suarez has never played in an mls match before and i know everyone's gonna say it's suarez like it's what's it matter where he's playing the timing is different the speed is different not saying it's faster i'm saying it's different these things these differences do add up giving them a little bit time on the pitch together playing together 
at the speed of the game and the physicality of MLS is different. And so I right, think that is important. You don't to get accomplish games. that by playing one MLS opponent is my point. I agree. Like, I think, <laughs> I think if it were me, I would have scheduled, tried to schedule some like some away games, like in South America, give yourself like, because that's a similar environment to what you're going to face in CCC. And then I would have done like a training camp here or somewhere else in the U S but playing other MLS teams yeah. to get them ready for that because I, I get the money aspect and I'm all, I'm all about the team making money because that's how we're going to get better players, better facilities, better things that we want as fans, hopefully. Um, yeah. But- I guess my point is I, I would really like to wish we hadn't, okay, let's say I'm a good with the El Salvador game. I get it. CCC. Yeah. I think it's a I think your, your statements are absolutely true. I'm good with the FC Dallas game, not scheduled three days later. I'd like to have a little more spacing. Yeah, I can live with Saudi Arabia because I see the money. Come on, it's Ronaldo Messi. Like this had to happen sooner than later. Mm-hmm. I don't see the benefit of the Hong Kong and Japan games. I think the two of those games together, if we'd gotten rid of both those, had one more MLS game. I think you change the congestion a little bit. You spread this out a little differently. You get better experience against MLS teams. And hell, throw it in, and we'll cover it in a little bit, but throw it in another NFL stadium. Pick any of a dozen yeah. MLS teams that have partner NFL stadiums and you get that huge ticket revenue. You don't require yeah. the travel and you give all these guys coming to play, you know, the, and friends of Messi more experience in the league they're going to be playing in. But, um, you know, this, this preseason schedule kind of re- reminded me when it came out about that, that athletic article from like a couple years ago where David Beckham and and the Moss brothers were out to build a brand, not a team. And that's what we're seeing. Like, why are they playing in Hong Kong? Why are they playing in Japan? Because the Asian market is massive. They can't ignore that. Why are they playing in Saudi Arabia? Because that's where all the eyes are and all the stars are right now. FC Dallas and El Salvador. Those two games are fine. It's about preseason. It's about getting ready. And then the Newell's game is just about like making a, a beautiful moment and letting him play against yeah, his old 100%. team. And that's it. Like, you know, and thank God the team hasn't been like, oh, yeah, I know this is all about about business and it's about getting us ready. Like, you know, maybe it's because we haven't heard from Tata in a while. We haven't heard his, his wild takes on it. But, um Yeah. I just, yeah. uh, it's about building the brand more so than the team this offseason, in my opinion. I, I, I actually think, I think the number one thing is money. I, mm-hmm. num, money one, money today one, money two today later via brand is number two. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's ways to do that. I just, I am fearful. Like, if you were to tell, if we have this, you know, four or five episodes from now, and we're talking about somebody going down in one of these games, I'm not going to be real surprised. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, is preseason. It is early. These guys are going to be coming off, you know, decreased training, though. I don't know if anyone follows Messi and IG. He's, he looks yeah. pretty cut. He looks swole. Uh, but I am just, I'm not in love with the schedule anymore. I know there's some certain people who haven't been in love with it from day one. I, I started I'm happy with it, but I just, I think it's too much. I think these Asian games are a mistake. And I just don't think there's enough MLS in there, though mm-hmm. it kind of does go back to the point we made last game of, we're not really trying to win MLS Cup. And I, yeah. I put out a tweet on uh, Mike.long and my, my Twitter handle 
uh, which we got to get up on the screen when we're doing this. Like that's got to be one of our goals in the next two or three pods <laughs> to get our, our Twitter handles up there. You know, joking, who's going to win MLS Cup first, Phil Neville or Inter Miami? And someone got real upset with me. Like, how could you say that? I'm like, because we're not trying to win MLS Cup next year. I don't believe. Like, we know Messi's going to be gone seven games. Well, we know that we're going to have the schedule congestion from from CCC. Like, we're going to try to win CCC. We're going to try to win League's Cup, but I don't see us going for MLS Cup. Uh, so, so, so I disagree with you there because I do think we could win MLS Cup, but what we we won't win during the Messi era is a supporter shield. I think. Our goal is to limp into the playoffs, even if it's at the bottom seed. And again, this is a tournament team. That team will turn it on for the playoffs and and move themselves in, especially like some of the crazy rest rest day amounts that they had in between games. That's perfectly tailored for us. Let these guys have like five or six days off in between games and see what they can do. The, the problem is that assumes we limp in there healthy. And what we saw this past season was we couldn't get there because we weren't healthy. You know, if Messi hadn't gotten injured, if Alba hadn't gotten injured, it looks different. But now we're putting even more over 35 players on the team and, and having well, saying, hey, you're doing let's that, in. But you're also not asking these guys to play a full European season, a full World Cup, and then come into MLS and play a half a season. Like these guys just these guys Messi probably had the longest offseason he's ever had in his, his career between when MLS ends and when the preseason starts again. I thought it's probably thought the most time the co- off he's I think, had. I think that was true until you went you moved these preseason games up to one nineteen. I, I if I well. recall correctly, some of the <clears throat> someone did the math on this not long ago and it, it was like it was a lot closer than people realized. And then you take another month off for for these preseason. He's really only gotten two months off, not counting his, his injury time. But the yeah, La Noche that's event a lot was, more than he normally gets. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's as much. I do get your point that they didn't have the pre the preceding season. But don't forget, we have Copa. Uh, so that's you know that's your kind of your World Cup replacement. You have that. Really yeah, but that's packed. happening during the season. That's not gonna like you're that's not going as- from. No, last season. You're not going from oh, yeah, full yeah, European season to a World Cup World break Cup. over the winter, right into MLS. Like he, you're you're having your season still, but he won't be playing MLS games then, and he'll be missing MLS games. So it's All really right, so, not like he's adding more to his schedule. So, he's so just what you're saying playing is a different place. So what you're saying is, and all of our listeners or viewers can remember is that. You were saying that no one on the team is going to get seriously injured, and we're going to have all our players. That. That's that's what I heard you say. No, what no, I said what I is that's what everyone, everyone what listening I, just heard you say. What I that. just said is that these guys are more well rested than they were last year. So while I do, th- I think there was some concern where these guys were like, "Yeah, well, we're going to rest them because we need them next year," and so they shut some guys down, and or in Messi's case, I think they rushed him back. I think he was. Um, I think he was more injured than was ever really let on. I, I, yeah. I do think that was a serious injury, and no one ever. Yeah. I don't. I don't recall anyone ever saying what Alba was really injured for. But the fact that Alba never came back spoke yeah. a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I remember seeing what what he went down with either. But you know, we're here. Um. So we'll see. But I, I am not saying no one's going to get seriously injured because <laughs> MLS has turf, and turf will take down at least one player on every team for a season. Oh, well, good news is, well, you know, we still, I still Speaking, believe that Messi no turf clause exists. 
And I'm sure Suarez oh, has the I same one. So. I hope so. Well, I, I, at the end of the day, though, you know, not to get into the turf thing, I do think turf is is not long for the world of MLS. Uh, I think. Well, I, I, I think, think as long as, for, and it's a good segue into our next topic because I think as long as we have teams that are sharing stadiums with NFL teams, I think we're gonna have we're gonna have turf. New England is never gonna put grass in again. They're gonna keep their turf. Because what makes more money, the Revs or the Patriots? The yeah, but Patriots. you're seeing the the NFLPA. So I don't know. I'm, I'm using some some terms our our viewers may not know, but the NFL Players Association, <laughs> you know, American football, they're pushing for grass. They're trying to get out of the, the NFL players. Do not want to play on turf anymore. They want to go to grass. I know that the the owners own all, but I was just reading about the Las Vegas Raiders' new uh, stadium has grass as well. They're they're more and more want to go to it. Uh, we know that for World Cup, every one of these, uh, all the, the fields are going to be grass. I'm assuming for Copa, it's all grass. I don't know how Mercedes mm, is going to do it. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen anything on Copa being on grass. Got it. Can you really imagine Argentina playing on a turf field? Like, I struggle. We're looking at so you, hard. Atlanta. Yeah, I'm looking at Atlanta on that one. I struggle so hard mm. that they're not going to put in grass. And I, I would pre- guess. I think it's just Atlanta that they're playing in that has turf now. I would guess they put it in grass because yeah. it's probably a test run for the World Cup to make sure they can do it. But which means, and once it goes in, you can keep it in, right? That's not the end of the world to get away from that. So listen, I think grass. If is they coming. can keep pristine grass growing in England year round, we can do it. <laughs> what What's so funny is. Uh, I was at, I went to Stanford Bridge last September. We took the tour and they let you go into the locker rooms. They let you sit in the players' uh, seats. But if you take one step too close to that grass, that pitch, they They're will on you. pull you back. Like they are so serious about protecting it. They've got the grow lights in there. Uh, there's a lot of American pot farmers to be that fair, learn from, from turf. The, you know, the groundskeeper managers. at Dry Pink is the same way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was there. If you don't follow him ago. on Twitter, by the way, you are missing out. He he is fantastic on Twitter. I don't remember his Twitter handle. Oh, we'll get um, that. We'll get that out on social media after after yeah. the case. So we'll make sure we post that later. Next on. time he sends something out, we'll send it out because, like the last time he was switching the field from NF or from a bowl game to to Inter Miami or to soccer, it was it was pretty cool. But, um. Yeah, the reason we're talking about NFL stadiums is because our April uh, 13th game against Sporting Kansas City has been moved from their park uh, to Arrowhead Stadium. And for those of you who don't know, Arrowhead Stadium is the home of the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL. Um, And it's a massive stadium, but... Check these images out. This came from the SKC uh, Twitter. And so, you know, they're already blowing it up. They've got they've got the graphics ready to go. Got it all lit up in the blue, which is Sporting Kansas City's colors. And, um, yeah, look at that. Like, that stadium is going to be full to see us and to see Messi uh, play which I think is really exciting. And this is also one of these stadiums that will be hosting games for the World Cup. So um, you guys will probably see it again. 
So I think I think the big question that everyone's going to have going into this is: Will Taylor Swift be at the game? Because as I think, I think everybody knows now. You yeah, know, right boyf- there, boyfriend's Kansas City. That's where she she's sits. Be in the skybox. <laughs> no, I, I I think this is this is great for Inter Miami. Like this, we yeah. should hope every single one of the teams we play moves from their MLS stadium to a local NFL stadium and quadruples attendance. Because here's the reality. Yeah. So. Uh, this stadium holds 75,000 people. Sporting KC typically plays in a stadium that has 18,000 people. So that's an additional, uh, what's that, uh, 57,000 people yeah. coming. None of them are coming to watch Sporting KC. And They're all coming anybody, to watch Messi. And for anybody who watches the NFL, Arrowhead Stadium is probably, it, it's got to be at least top five, if not the loudest stadiums in the world, in the country in the nfl it's it's incredible and i can't wait i think we should play more games in nfl stadiums this will be huge that have grass yeah let's not let's not go to bmo stadium for lafc let's go play in uh uh the rose bowl oh rose bowl will be amazing but again it's gonna be all messy every it's gonna every time this happens we're getting another home game out of it essentially and i think that's huge it's nothing good about that like so Growing soccer in America, right? Having games in these NFL stadiums, like the starting ticket price for these Arrowhead games is $65. Like that's letting people like get in there and see Messi at, I mean, once the resale market gets a hold of these tickets, it probably won't be 65, but it's not going to be the thousand dollars it is to go see him at drive pink. Well, no. So, so I was, you and I were chatting beforehand, $65. Great. As I'm sitting here, I'm thinking it could be just like when Air Miami advertises that you can get into a ticket for seventy five dollars, and that's like the first ten people get it for sixty five, and then every person Sporting after Sporting Kansas City has a much better track record with their fans that's than Air Miami does. So I, when they say it's sixty five dollar tickets, it's 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 upper deck, but I believe that they're there and and they'll have them available for fans. And so more games like this just means more people get to see Messi, but. It's a more opportunities for people to fall in love with the game and to grow the game. And so if you're playing in front of 75,000 fans and like eight of them or 800 of them leave and say, oh, man, I love this team. I got to see Sporting Kansas City like that was a good day. And so the more we can do that, in my opinion, as a league, the better. Um, no, I, I think I know I think people it hate it. I think I think it's going to grow. It's going to grow soccer. I, you know, for those who don't know, Kansas City is a big soccer town. They they've embraced the sport long before you know uh, a lot of other cities in America. One of the original I, teams, yeah, the it, Kansas City Wizards. And you know, uh, I've, I actually have a Kansas City Wizards jersey because Hendo played there at one point. I got one of his old jerseys. You uh, got it signed, I, right? I did. I did. I, I just randomly came across the jersey on Facebook <laughs> and then got it, and then got Hendo to sign it. And it's funny because when Hendo signed it, he had a big smile and he was almost a tear in his eye that he saw one of the jerseys. I also want to kind of mention that uh, for those who watched Ted Lasso, Kansas City was his home, uh, you know, home uh, city. So I'm hoping we're see Jason Sudeikis there. You know, Ted Lasso on the sideline of Sporting Kid. This is going to be a fun game. I think yeah. it's going to be a fun game. Uh, I'm excited for. It. I know a buddy, our friend Paul, who's a friend of the show, uh, one of the founders of the Greenlock Gang. He's an original Sporting KC guy before he moved to Miami and jumped over there in Miami. I know he's already talking about making the trip out there. So. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But again, just kind of the larger picture, anytime these teams move to an NFL stadium, I think it's to our advantage. The one yeah. kind of asterisk being if it's one with turf and they're not going to yeah. you know, leave the turf. 
But, you know, one thing to throw out there too, it is kind of setting the expectation that Messi will play that game. And so I think that's going to be one of those open questions of what happens when Messi doesn't play one of these games? How do the fans react? We saw that a little bit last year with some of those games. I think it was the Atlanta game where they opened it up and he didn't play and there was a lot of pushback. I am curious what this turns into. Like, do we start seeing that? Uh, I think it's going to be an open question. And until until we get to April 13th and and some of these later games of the season, we won't know. But it's definitely going to be interesting to watch from an away fan's perspective of they're paying for Messi. They're making these stadium moves for Messi. Is he going to play? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think he probably... The good thing about us having multiple international stars is you'll probably have some people that'll be upset Messi didn't play if he doesn't play. But then they can say, oh, I saw Suarez and Alba and Busquets, or or I saw Busquets and Messi, and I didn't see Suarez and Alba or something like that. So, um, you know, having that star power is kind of good in those games, in my opinion. But um, I also think that SKC, you know, they they could probably, I think they could sell more tickets them than what they do at their home stadium now just because of how well they built that fan base and the connection that they have with the city no they have a good they have a great fan base they they i you know i said that fifty-seven thousand will be miami fans it's it's not true it's not fair you will have more spanish and kc fans come out there you also have those fans that say hey i'm not a season ticket holder for skc but messi's coming 65 bucks i'll bring the whole family I, i think i think it'll be a definite you know mix of people it's not just gonna be a messy home game like we saw some of the stadiums last year but don't get me wrong it's not going to be necessarily an away game for us either no and depending on what tickets look like it's also by the way just calling out for you know for some of our international viewers so uh we are on episode two we've actually been listened to on four continents already our one of our goals now is by the five i'm told five brand you didn't update me we're up to five now uh, I'm making this kind of statement now. We need an Antarctic viewer. So if anyone's planning a cruise to Antarctica or something, please let us know. You can go do Africa. a download while you're there. We, Antarctica Africa, I know, and I know Africa. Africa's those going. are the only two we're missing. But we I got well, Australia we get, the other day. We got to get Antarctic, <clears throat> Antarctica by the end of the year. But uh, yeah, man, I forgot I was going. Oh, so I was going to say, Sporting KC is kind of very central to the country. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it's really a place for those who haven't seen Messi. And with those ticket prices at $65, I bet you, you know, Kansas City is going to get some tourism out of this, which is good for the city yeah. as well. If I can snag a ticket for less than 100, 150 bucks, I'll probably. I'd yeah, think I think, about I, think that. It's, I think this will be a decently traveled game, too. I think we're already yeah. kind of hearing some talk about that. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, that would be great. You know, one NFL stadium we haven't played in yet, and I'm frankly shocked, is the Miami Dolphins Hard Rock Stadium. And I'm even more shocked when I saw these these mock-up, if you, for audio people, the, the air quotes were out. Um, and we'll get we're some gonna pictures. Sh- we'll get these images up yeah. on the, the social media accounts of, and, you know, over the next few days, too, for those who are just listening and not yeah. watching. So we're gonna we're gonna put them up, and and these are these all came from Footy Headlines. Uh, they posted this out, so you guys have probably seen them. They did come out after we recorded last week, and we were talking about kits. So rumored third kit uh, images have dropped. Um, I have it on very good. I have it on an authority, 
I don't want to say very good authority, but I have it on an authority that this is just a mock-up. This probably Footy, is not the actual. Footy kid. said this was. Footy said this was mock-ups. Yeah, and some people I've heard from some people that know some people that mow the lawn for another person that yeah. this is absolutely not what the kit looks like. I heard these but, were concept ideas. Yeah, um, but I did hear it. that the color scheme may be right. I think we'll the see. logo. So you've got the picture up in front of us now of the crest in the colors. I think it I looks think the great. crest is a hundred percent real. Yeah, I, this feels real. And I, I think it looks love great. It. <laughs> um, it's funny because I'm wearing the kit that was. So for those watching, I'm wearing the uh, the uh, what, the prime green, prime blue, prime blue kit from two years ago. The blue one. I kind of say it's the closest thing we've had to a Dolphins kit, but the crest. The if the crest is real, which I do really have faith in, then on the screen right now i love the crest i think the design on the left is hideous um, yes i i just first off i don't think we're gonna go so the design left for those not watching it's another vertical design that they then ripped off some shoulder patches from the dolphins first off i don't think we're going vertical on no. this one i think vertical we're doing one vertical no. and i think we do a horizontal kit or we something can't do, we can't do two of those in, in no. the same season but and, um, and i i know i i know that from people that know people that most people's lines these were designed independently like one was designed long before the other so again i don't think you'll have a lot of relationship between the two kits yeah i don't think so either and i also don't think like this from what i've heard um this kid is is miami it's not a messy influence kit like this was this was locked and loaded before him um and i heard that it was like they went all out like we we as a fan base have bitched and moaned about some aspect of our kits personally i've liked every single one of them except for the pink monstrosity that's rumored to be coming out i'm not in love with that yet maybe when i see it on me i like it but um you know i think we've had great kits i like the the thinking that goes in behind them like lenoche is my favorite kit i know a lot of people hate it it is what it is but you know I, I love the idea that they went loose. And so like the image we have up now is just the kit, no CGI uh messy in there, again from footy headlines. And for those outside of the US who don't follow the NFL, like this the inspiration for this is um Miami Dolphins, the collar, everything screams NFL jersey. Um and then now it's a side by side between the Dolphins jersey and the mock up jersey. Um, and you know, the, the only thing I do not like about this kit is the orange and yellow from the sh top of the shoulder down to the, um, the top of the bicep. I do love the, the cuff because that's like the throwback dolphins cuffs of the Jersey, but um, I, I, I do I love the cuffs. Be buying this. <laughs> I, I do love the cuffs. I feel the exact same way. I hate these random patches. I yeah. also honestly would have liked it to be kind of a white jersey with a lot of color, not a like this teal jersey. I, I get where it's inspired by, but there's ways to be inspired without fully copying. Well, I don't. And you think... said that to me, and I was like, "No, it's not going to happen." And the more I thought about it, I'm like, "You know what? The Dolphins wear the white jersey all the time. They don't right. wear the teal." Mike's probably I, right on this, and and I'm it, on board. I, I just I, I 
I'm going to be honest. This is a monstrosity in front of, I'm looking at in front of me. I just, yeah. I, I, just, I don't believe it's going to look anything like that. If it does, I'm going to owe apologies to some people that I know that, that, <laughs> get, you know, that, that may have input on these jerseys. I just don't think this is it. I just, we're so creative and, and we've, we've spent so long building this third kit. I just really think it was, it's going to be something that really pops. And this is just, come on. You, you really took here was a Miami Dolphins jersey and our, our new kit that we all agree is the new kit, the vertical kit and combine the two of them. That's what we're looking at. Just those yeah. two concepts. I think what the reality is going to be is a wholly design, a wholly new design kit that looks nothing like we're expecting. And yet we're all going to go like, that's exactly what we wanted. Yeah. I, I'm just excited to see mock-ups like this come out because if if this was something they used in the design process, it probably wasn't. But if it was, like this just tells me they're going bold, and that's what I want. And and well, so that's that excites me. But the other, the other thing I throw out here is uh, I don't know if anyone from Olive and York listens to our pod yet, and if not, we got to find out to get them start listening. But this yeah. concept of a Miami Dolphins soccer kit like screams amazing they do some awesome kits I don't, i'm sure they can come up with a miami porpoises kit something along those lines oh that's, man kind of pulled it together. right if you see that you see what i'm going i would have looked so good sitting in that suite yesterday with the miami porpoises kit on right miami port with the right colors <laughs> and like and again like the cuffs definitely got a copy of the cuffs the cuffs look great yeah. like i think you could make this really into a really great kit i think it's a real opportunity for all of new york to do something and i think you know what's pause until we see the third kit but then when it releases to do something like that i think would be amazing yeah i agree let me get that off the screen i'm getting nauseous looking at that shit (laughs) but you know it's exciting to think that we're moving in that direction and and getting a new kit um but yeah i i I would be shocked if that kit ever sees the light of day but i do think we see that badge yeah, I, I do too. The only reason we might not is if it was a white base kit. I think that would clash a little bit, but I'm excited mm. to see our crest in those colors, one way or another. Yeah, it's going to look great. We got to make and, it happen. And we, we've uh, South Florida has always been really good about kind of sharing the heritage. I think the, mm-hmm. the heats, the heat has had the, the fusion kits before. I love the the the, the Marlins. Like, there's been a lot yeah. of that teal shows up in a lot of different places. I love that if we're going to kind of buy into that teal as well yeah i do too and and what's nice to see is like there's this growing trend in south florida sports right like we've seen like crossover events like we've had like the marlins have had a heat night and like udonis haslam is there throwing out the first pitch and signed a contract and um you know the panthers have had marlins nights and heat nights and and the marlins had a panthers night too i forget what they did but um seeing that kind of relationship building between the teams. My only concern is I never really like inner Miami hasn't been involved in those things yet. So seeing us like move well, in that direction to start building saw, those relationships is cool. I, saw, I went to the dolphins game when they played the giants uh, earlier this year and Biscuits was there. Biscuits was honored. I forget what they, they honored him with, but he was honored. So I think we're starting to see that crossover already. I'm not really expecting yeah. Messi to show up at all this stuff. Like, don't really think he knows much about actually to be fair no baseball basketball are pretty international now but the other guys will boosie has been at marlins games that i the only one i haven't seen him at is a panthers game that doesn't mean he wasn't there 
Uh, I just haven't seen it because I, I don't really watch hockey. And call me crazy, but I feel like Suarez will end up at some of these games too, just having fun. Like, just literally having a good time. Yeah. Now, yeah. the reason Suarez might not go to a Marlins game is because they got rid of the Clevelander downstairs. Like, if they had the Clevelander, he'd just be hanging out there. There's still a... there's. It's not the Clevelander anymore, but there's still a bar down there. Yeah, but there's no longer a pool. Like, once they got rid of the pool, it wasn't the same. And the fish tanks, but that's for a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout, um, out to battered, shout out to battered Marlins, though, right? Yeah. Where, you, yeah. where you do some double time? Yeah, and, you know, while we're talking about battered, you know, battered Herons gave us a nice shout out last week. So if you guys are new to the inner Miami podcasting realm there's a lot of great ones out there um to listen to so tune in and and support everybody because there's a lot of room in la familia for for everyone and we all offer something different so you might not like our takes but you might you might find it makes a lot of sense when you listen to somebody else's takes it's all good yeah but absolutely speaking, i think it's funny because i think battered uh, battered herons i think is recording as we're recording right now which means we yeah. can't be over there uh uh poking fun at harassing them. them like we normally do or but I, I do, getting I do invited get, last minute to go on a rant <laughs> yeah i do want to get chris over here because i think we owe him for some of the rants that he hasn't let us really go on over there yeah oh he they let me go on about that u.s open cup but again another podcast <laughs> but speaking of bad takes um you know i think one thing we'd like to touch on before we wrap things up is kind of twofold uh, talking about transfer rumors and uh, do we think that we need these transfer rumors? What positions do we still think are going to be filled? So, um, you know, I, I don't know what you're thinking, Mike. I don't know what targets you'd like to see, but hit us well, up. So kind of kind of going back to where we were last week, obviously for those who follow us on social media, you'll see that I was completely wrong on calling up miles Robinson to fit our CV needs. Cause I think the day after we published uh, miles got picked up and is going to Cincinnati who I would put money on as the repeat supporter shield winners uh, because they now look fantastic on that back line. Uh, I, I now think center back is our number one need like hands down. Mm-hmm. I, I just, when we lost Kamal, we, we got to replace him. And and I do think Sergey. I haven't heard a lot of transfer rumors on Sergey yet. Like, I haven't officially, even though I, I kind of ranted on it last week. I still think he's not long for this team. He just doesn't fit the mold. That being said, like, I don't we know need who else wants him, though. No, someone who plays a low block. A depth piece, I'm fine with that. Like, <clears throat> Sergey, on a team that's playing a low block, Sergey is a starter. And he's your starter of starters. He's an Ironman player, does not get injured. He has Champions League experience. You know, he knows how to play yeah. this game. He saved our asses. I don't know if, we're allowed to, if we decide we're cursing or not now. He saved our butts quite yeah, a few Marcus times. Marcus is explicit. Oh, good. I can curse. Um, he saved our butts multiple times. He just can't play on a team yeah. that's playing a high line like we are. A team that's low block, he's going to do fine on. And so I think there are suitors out there. Uh, I just haven't heard any rumors, but again, if we didn't hear any Kamal Miller rumors and all of a sudden he was gone. So there, there might not be any smoke yeah. before this fire. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good point. We might see him on the move. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know. I really, his lack of athleticism, I think hurts him in MLS um, because it seems like we're trying to go more attack minded and getting better quality attackers into the league. And I just don't know. Um, 
I don't know. It's a big question. I, I like him. I think to your point, like a low block, like he's he's your guy. Um, but I don't know that that's the trend in MLS right now. So maybe a You're, move abroad, but not to make this the the circuit talk, but I could see uh, Nashville going again. You know, Zimmer, I love Zimmerman, but. Zimmerman's not the most athletic guy. He's been captaining that team and a DP over there. Yeah, but you don't. Uh, and, but you don't partner two guys like that together. No, no, you don't. But I'm just saying there are teams playing that style of play successfully in MLS where he could be effective, and and maybe he is your backup. But your or depth piece. How many but, trophies does Nashville have? You know, that's what I thought. Na- Nashville's they're not doing good. it successfully if they're not winning games or trophies. Nashville was uh, second in the East two years ago. Two years running, even you don't get a trophy for second place. You still, you still look at teams that are successful. Philadelphia hasn't won a lot of trophies either, but you look at them and go, "That's a successful team." Um, they won Supporters Shield. That that's that's a pretty big deal. When they I made supporter? it, to how many the, years? That was a couple years back, like two years ago. That's that's when they. No, they lost. Uh, two years ago was uh, no, LAFC. They won Supporters Shield, didn't they? No, LAFC squeaked by. It's not important. Oh, I'm searching for this. No, time. I think you're right. before that they won it. They won you it recently. Talking. I'm looking, I'm I'm looking this sure. up for you. So anyway, while Mike looks up and proves me right. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think defense is where we need to go with additions. Um, I, I don't. I don't know how many more outgoings we see. Um, we, we talked about Yedlin at top. Um, I think attacking-wise, I, I don't think we let too many people go, so I don't see us bringing in too many more attackers. I'd be okay with another. I think we're going to need a, a, another, if not a CDM, uh, another midfielder because uh, Gregory is just like, those rumors won't go away. Um, the dude, I, I, I want to keep him. I love I love having him on the field. He's like a pit bull, but uh, he's expensive. So we'll see if he stays put or if we can get something for him. But the rumors are he's he's got one foot in Brazil already. So we'll okay, see. Just just to be clear, they won the Supporters Shield in 2020, which was okay. 2020, which is that, that weird year. And they lost in the first Listen, round. If we count making the playoffs in 2020, then they can count the supporter shield. Okay, and, and then they lost in the first round to New England. So yeah, they have a trophy. But I'm just saying, yep. like, you, you still look at Philadelphia and go, "That's a great team. That's a team we could all learn from." And I think, especially for for kind of the battle that's happened in, you can learn in Miami like circles of development from Philly. Yeah, but I'm just saying, and, like, and don't I agree, like, teams that just haven't won yet. I don't think Nashville's going to win this year either, but we'll get we'll save that for our prediction show. No, they they just got rid of Dax McCarty, <laughs> so I'm I'm like I'm super pro Dax. I, I think what I just read a rumor he's going to Atlanta now, maybe Atlanta, New York. But yeah, yeah. I once think you dump McCarty, I didn't see it was final, but yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, we'll save that for like I said another time. But you know, we already talked about Gressel being the the new rumor. Um, the De Gea thing like won't go away. I keep seeing that pop up every now and then. I have zero, zero percent confidence that that will happen. Um, there's no way he comes to this league. Um, I think he wants too much money. Um, but if he did, I do think that's an upgrade. 
So I, I think I think there's truth to this rumor, especially after what happened at LAFC. I think we are looking to shop players in the league to bring in money, to bring in people outside of the league. And kind of what you saw in LAFC was it was cheaper to bring in an external guy for a short-term contract than keep a, an internal guy for a long-term. I think De Gea has, has legs to that rumor. I don't know how true it is. And I'm kind of wondering if the reason it's not gaining more traction is because Calendar isn't getting the interest people expected him to get. And so that's kind of an open question. I know Calendar was just called up. I don't know if everyone saw. I think two days ago, he's being called up to the, the next U.S. Men's National Team camp. Now, there's an asterisk on that because every single person being called up is an MLS player. So it doesn't. It's not. It's not quite what it was for like the Nations League spots where where there was some international yeah. talent on the team. This is all USMNT. Uh, I'd just like to but, see him put on the jersey and and play. So so, and I think he's got out. a good I, shot at doing that. I've got my one of my the calendar USA jersey that that's game that's signed, not worn but signed. Like I would love for it to see a real him in a real jersey and I finally go out and buy that. Yeah. Uh, I think he's he's done it all the work. I think he's earned it. And frankly, I don't think U.S. men's keepers internationally are doing the work right now. I don't think we can look at any of the keepers internationally and say they're stepping up. I would not be surprised to see a U.S. men's national team keeper for Copa, like on the roster from MLS. Like I think you'll see an MLS. Uh, oh yeah, uh, keeper you, on that roster this, this year. Point. <clears throat> but twelve months ago, that wasn't true, right? You didn't have to. Now you have to. Yeah, I guess that's that's fair. Depends on what Horvath and um well no really Horvath and I mean if you get uh what's his name? Gigi from Chelsea you might see him. But, but he's not playing he, he's not playing either. Yeah, but it's Greg Burhalter, man. The guy just does crazy shit. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna but, see I don't know what MLS keeper, because I think there's a couple out there, but but you're gonna see see one coming from US Men's National yeah. I think there well, is a realistic chance Calendar could be on that roster if he does he plays yeah. well at the national team level and, and his chance and if he and, keeps playing well in the season yeah. too. Yep. So you know I, I I was worried about this until I was worried about losing calendar until I saw Portland um sign uh what's his What's his face from LAFC? Capo? Yeah. I was nervous about Calendar because I, I was like, this is just lining up for Phil to just take like his best players and the players that were, you know, in my mind, probably pretty loyal to him because they got their their starts with him. And and I thought Calendar might go there. But now that they've signed him, I think that was probably your biggest suitor for him. Um. Colorado bringing in Zach Steffen, I think, eliminates another team that, I mean, to be honest, they need everything. They don't just need a keeper. But, um, you know, so I, I, I'm I think more confident I, that we keep calendar. I, I, so one thing I hadn't said, and I, I meant to say it earlier in the show, is we Henderson has alluded to, and Tata too, that there's a lot of moves we are <clears> planning on making. We haven't done anything yet. And the timeline is getting pretty near because, again, the 19th is next Friday uh, for, for our friends at Battle Herons. I'll be getting on a cruise ship on that day, so I won't get to see a game because I love cruising. And, <laughs> and they're wrong about that. But uh, I, I do think we're going to see a lot of moves in the next two weeks. I, again, I yeah. will not be surprised 
tomorrow or next day there is a move and it's gonna be dominoes once the first move happens the second move the third move the fourth moves are just just gonna go 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 yeah go. i expect well, i think four we or five see a couple moves. departures first we'll probably see like two or three departures and then we see yep who's replacing them come in right away because like i think gressel is just we're waiting to to have the cab space to bring him in so we got to move someone um you know, the last guy we'll talk about, because this, this one came up, I think, in the last two weeks, is Christian Medina from Boca. Um, he's a, a center mid who can play on the right side as well. Uh, very attacking, attacking, attack-minded player. Um, so, you know, kind of fits the profile. Young guy. He was on the Argentina U-17 World Cup team. Um, he's He's... Played pretty well for Boca this year. Um, I know there's other European teams in for him, so who knows if we actually get him. So but the only way I think this we'll works see. is if your favorite, well, now our, your second favorite striker on the team is no longer on the team. Because I think you, you only way you bring mm. Medina is as a U22 DP. Or, I'm sorry, as that, a DP. That's gone away. You don't need a U22 no. DP. Yeah, no, and I, 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 meant, think... I meant to just say just DP. Oh. Like he's going to want DP level money. I don't think you're going to well. buy him down with Tam. So and, and I the think only way you can, I think there's a way, and it's if Gregory leaves. I think if Gregory leaves, because remember, Gregory had to be bought down as a DP. So if Gregory leaves, I think we can buy down Leo mm, and bring in Medina. But I think it. I think you're right, though. I think one of those two have to go in yeah. order to bring him in. Because he's going to have to come in as a DP. And Emerson, something has to happen with that guy, too. Because well, now no one- we've got four... Yeah, but no one knows what's going on with Emerson. Like Emerson is this year's. Uh, oh my God, who's the Italian? The Italian that end up at NYCFC, uh, Pellegrini. Like, oh, remember it was Italian. like no one knew what was going on, and finally Pellegrini was gone. Emerson's <laughs> the same way. It's they're they're trying to wrap that puts that one under. I, I could almost see Emerson yeah. being one of those guys. We just buy out his contracts and just make it go away. Probably. Probably. But we'll see. I mean, like you said, I think we're going to start getting real busy. And uh, I'm all for it because I want to see what this team looks like. And I'd like I'd like to have it together for a full preseason. Uh, so that means in the next week, Henderson's dominoes have to start falling. Yeah, it's going to fall real quick. I mean, I could see maybe the first game. We don't have everyone out there. Yeah. I mean, uh, but by the time we're in Dallas... We should we should have a pretty good idea what's going on. Before we go overseas, I think as long as we're playing in El Salvador and Dallas, I think we can make additions up to then. But um, anybody we're taking overseas needs to be going to be with the team for the long yeah. haul, in my opinion. Um, but uh, one one last piece of news um, for anybody who's local and has been following this team from day one, you guys probably already know. Um, you know, one of one of the the best guys to cover. Um, I covered our team, and and one of the first uh, first to do it. Austin is, is announced today that he's going to step back, uh, formerly of the Hair and Outlet, and of Messi and Co. That he's no longer going to be covering the team to move on to focus on other things, um, and and to get his career started in in other ways, and. You know, uh, I definitely wish him all the best. Uh, starting out listening to this team and following this team, he was one of the first voices that that I heard on Heron Outlet. Um, and so, 
really, really glad that he got to contribute to this team and got to contribute to to the community that's now formed La Familia. And uh, I'm going to be sad not to not to see him or hear him covering the team. But he did say he's going to be at games as a season ticket holder. So hopefully we can hang out with him a little bit more now that he doesn't have press duties. Yeah, no, I'm, I got to agree. Like super sad. Saw that tweet. This I think it was this morning, and and just really disappointed. Uh, used to listen to his pod and just really good, you know, feedback information. And, you know, I have to acknowledge it's really hard to be a beat reporter for Inter Miami in Miami mm-hmm. right now. I think Michelle Kaufman uh, really went into it on that Guardian article about how hard it's gotten recently. You know, she used to say that she'd be the only one there at practices, and now there's helicopters over the practices. Uh, I really hope that he's kind of the last to leave that, that the other one, yeah. you know, Michelle and Alex and the others stick around because, you know, in two or three years when things die down, you know, someone's going to have to cover this again. And uh, I think, you know, Brandon, you and I are friends of better herons, heron heads. We're all talking heads. We're not really the beat reporters. And I think yeah. most of us aren't really trying to become the beat reporters. Uh, you know, we, we really count on, on people like Austin and Ian and Alex and, and Michelle to go do that. So uh, best of luck to Austin. We're going to miss him. I think the, I think the teams, you know, the team, the community is really going to miss him. I agree with you. It's exciting that he's going to be able to join us at the tailgates and have a little bit more fun. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be excited that he actually can wear inner Miami games to yeah. uh, close to games. I know, you know, when you go in the press room, you're not allowed to be in kit, so he can now wear that stuff again, but yeah, super disappointed. Uh, wishing him the absolute best of luck with wherever his future takes him. And then, you know, hopefully we haven't heard the last of him professionally at least yeah and you know kind of like what i said before it's it's important that as la familia like support as many of the the independent journalists that you can um you know we really rely on them to be our eyes and ears in the team they're at practice they're grinding it and often they're either not getting paid or getting paid very little so anything we can do to support them like give them follows on twitter uh, read their articles, things like that. Like, get involved because if we, if we don't support them, Austin won't be the last one to to go away. And um, you know, it, it. Fortunately, he's going away on his own terms. It's not something like he didn't have enough support. He's moving on to to bigger and better things. But um, that may not be the case with the next one we lose, and and we don't want to lose any of the OGs. They've been here with us through the pain, uh, and so now that we're in. What what we hope is the the best era of the team so far. Uh, we'd like them all to still be here with us. So, um, yeah. So on man, that, man, note, we're not really we're not really leaving this on a high note. It's kind of getting a low note. So luckily, luckily our well, theme song is pretty pretty popping. So kind of get yeah. the energy back up. Uh, though hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Brian, you're not going to screw this up and let the have the entire crowd see me dancing. Like if you watch our episode one. I didn't know I was still being recorded and I was dancing along to it. So this time I'm just going to be very stoic. I'm not going to dance on the chance that I'm still being recorded when you, I might leave it in the outro. Honestly, I might leave it in. That was the best, uh, best part of the show in my opinion. But, um, no, if you've made it this far, uh, thank you guys for joining us on episode two of the inner Miami show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed exploring the preseason schedule, the third kit talk, the transfer rumors with us today. Um, if you found value in our conversation, please uh, like and subscribe. Um, we're on all our social media handles are at 
Inner Miami show. Um, get on, hit us up on on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, hit the bell so you get the notifications whenever we post new episodes. Um, and you want to be on YouTube too because once we go live, you guys can interact with us and be part of the show. Um, and yeah, if you liked it, you like the show, please consider subscribing. Give. Uh, give us a review as well. That always helps. And, you know, share the podcast with your friends and family and other people in La Familia who maybe haven't heard us. And, um, you know, as always, if you have any suggestions, drop us, hit us up on social media. We're here for you. We want to hear from you. We want to answer your questions. We want to give you the takes you want to hear. So thanks again for listening. And we will be back next week uh episode three and we're gonna try and keep you informed on the season as we can continue uh along together if, if news breaks if you know big transfers happen before next week we'll we'll drop something sooner uh we are you know just kind of double down we are answering all the social media posts we get uh twitter instagram uh youtube we, we jump in we talk uh love to have conversations with you individually and then yeah love to look forward to having everyone join us on the show once we kind of finish working out the kinks of this recording 